Welcome to the Monday edition of Transformation Radio. My name is Grant Leffler, I'm 31, from the west side of Columbus. Um, before I came into the refuge, my life was at a crucial standstill. I was addicted to heroin and crack cocaine. When I got here, I had a lot of feelings of wanting to leave, but the brothers at the house and the fellowship was really intense, and you get this surreal feeling of wanting to be around and wanting to be part of something like that. When I came to the refuge, I was confused. I'm very glad that I stayed. I got a relationship with God, and uh, I started to realize all the negative things I was doing in my life. The only thing I can say is that you definitely won't regret it. It's, uh, it's something that will change your life forever. The brotherhood that you'll find, the camaraderie between the guys is uh, something that will be in your heart forever. Uh, and I just want to thank all the coordinators at the refuge for letting me be a part of this. And uh, thank you to God, most of all. And as we turn our attention now to the reading of the New Testament, we'll be looking in the book of John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 21. And in John chapter 10, we see that God's people are His flock, and they must beware strangers and thieves and hirelings. Jesus is the good shepherd who knows His sheep and speaks to them. They know His voice, too. So He's not like the strangers. He protects the sheep. So he's not like the thieves either. He gives his life for the sheep. He lays down his life for his sheep. So he's not like the hirelings who run away from any danger that comes over the hill. Now, when you trust the good shepherd, he leads you out of the wrong fold and into the right flock. He goes before you and leads you by his word. And he leads you in and out to find spiritual nourishment. You know, there are many churches, but only one flock and one shepherd. Is the Lord using you to bring the other sheep to Him? Well, with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. May 18th, the New Testament. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 21. I, Jesus, tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money 
and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me, just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, too, that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The Father loves me because I sacrifice my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily, for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to, and also to take it up again, for this is what my Father has commanded. When he said these things, the people were again divided in their opinions about him. Some said, He's demon-possessed and out of his mind. Why listen to a man like that? Others said, This doesn't sound like a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? We're reading from Psalm 115, verses 1 through 18. And the message of this psalm raises some important questions for you to answer. Where is your God? Is the first one. Gentiles visiting Jerusalem would notice the absence of idols. Back home, they could point to their gods and introduce you to the craftsmen who made them. Is your God in heaven, ruling over all? Are you trusting something less than God? Another question is, what is your God like? Now be careful you become like uh, the God you worship. That is a principle that is as absolute as gravity. You become like that which you worship. Now the living God can see you and can hear your prayers. He can walk with you and help you. He can speak to you from His Word. And the third and final question I have for you is, Do you praise your God? And He's blessed you, you know. Have you blessed Him? We always say, God bless America. What about turning that around and saying, America, bless God, for He has made us free and protected us and given us great prosperity. He has blessed you. Have you blessed the Lord? He has given you promises. Do you trust Him? He is the living God. Does your life glorify Him? Psalm 115, verses 1 through 18. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Why let the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens, and He does as He wishes. Their idols are merely things of silver and gold, shaped by human hands. They have mouths, but cannot speak, and eyes, but cannot see. They have ears, but cannot hear, and noses, but cannot smell. They have hands, but cannot feel, and feet, but cannot walk, and throats, but cannot make a sound. And those who make idols are just like them as are all who trust in them. O Israel, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. O priests, descendants of Aaron, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. All you who fear the Lord, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless the people of Israel and bless the priests, the descendants of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord both great and lowly. May the Lord richly bless both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens belong to the Lord, but He has given the earth to all humanity. 
The dead cannot sing praises to the Lord, for they have gone into the silence of the grave. But we can praise the Lord both now and forever. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. A hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. A lazy person's way is blocked with briars, but the path of the upright is an open highway.
The dawn is breaking And I can hear your whisper on the breeze The world is waking And I am here to meet you on my knees When I'm with you my soul finds rest Cause I can leave it in your hands The day keeps coming It's pulling me a million different ways I'm always running But never seem to catch the things I chase When I'm with you my soul finds rest Cause I can, Lord, I can leave it in your hands Every sorrow I leave it in your hands Every sickness, I leave it in your hands. And my failures, I leave them in your hands. Amen. I can leave it in your hands. So I am laying the weight of all these burdens at your feet. There's no more waiting. Cause you've already won my victories And in Jesus my soul finds rest Cause I can, I can leave it in your hands And every promise, I leave it in your hands Every healing, I leave in your hands It's your hands that form the mountain. Yes, it is. Your hands set boundaries for the seas. And in your hands you hold tomorrow. The same hands, Lord, that took the nails for me. In every sorrow, I leave it in your hands Every sickness I leave it in your hands And my failures I leave it in your hands Amen I can leave it in your hands And every promise I leave it in your I can, Lord, leave it in your hands. Here's today's In Touch devotion. Today's scripture reading is verse 3 of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. There is a spiritual war being waged throughout the entire world. 
We must recognize that our enemy, Satan, is very real, but through Christ, believers have the power to fight effectively. The scriptures reveal that Satan and a whole empire of evil spirits oppose God and his kingdom. However, the enemies are fallen angels. While we shouldn't underestimate their abilities, we must not be deceived into thinking of their power as greater than it actually is. Fallen angels are no match for God. When the Lord rebuked demonic forces that were causing torment, they were forced to obey. Jesus gave His disciples authority over these spirits, and He gives the same to His followers today. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says that through the Holy Spirit we have already overcome the enemy, because greater is He who is in the believer than He who is in the world. But if we fail to take up our position in Christ, we will feel overwhelmed and defeated. Though Satan cannot have our souls, he will try to disable us. When we give in to temptation, he may say, You're a weak, unworthy sinner who will never be able to really serve God. If we believe such accusations, we run the double risk of ceasing to listen to the voice of truth and forgetting our real identity in Christ. Instead, we can resist the devil and say to him, I reject that. It came from you, and I rebuke you in Jesus' name. What's more, I take that thought captive to Christ. Christians have this authority.
people on a spinning ball, and they all mean the world to you. It's times like these that I feel so small. There must be something I can do. I played it safe in shallow water. Never had the faith to cross the border. God, I've gotten good at being comfortable. It's time to leave my comfort zone. 'Cause you said. Joan Williams from Tustin, California, who is a marketing recruiter, wrote into Minute with Maxwell and said,、uh, "Talk about status." And you and I both know that that's big on Facebook. You know, what is your status? Where are you right now? In other words,、um, it's not where were you. It's not even where you're going, but in the present, who are you and what are you doing? That's a great question. Because I have found that we can't live off of yesterday. I mean, yesterday—that's、uh, yesterday. It's gone forever. In fact, I had a sign on my office wall for many years that said, "Yesterday ended last night." And tomorrow, well, that's maybe a promissory note, but we don't have any guarantee of tomorrow where we're going to be. But the question is, where am I now? Because in my book Today Matters, I talk about the secret of your success is determined by what your daily agenda, your status. What are you doing right now? Presently, what's happening to you? I don't want to say this. It's either positive or it's negative. It's either helping or it's hurting. So, 
The question I have for you on Minute with Maxwell today is just very simple. Right now, what is your status? Oh 
Worship your holy name, Jesus. I will worship your holy name. 
that does it for today's podcast. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.